Hi, it's Tony Chapman, and welcome to Chatter That Matters, the podcast where we cut through the clutter to focus on what matters most to your life and your livelihood. Thanks to the incredible support of RBC, we are focusing the next 10 episodes on the heart of our economy, small businesses. Small business matters, and it's in our collective interest to keep them beating strong. Joining me today is Sheena Russell, who is a food company called Made With Local. And they're guided by three principles, love, nourishing community. My question is, will these principles transform into the profits Sheena needs to survive and grow? Welcome to Small Business Matters, Sheena Russell. Hi, Tony. Thanks for having me. Tell me a little bit about where you grew up and your early years and who influenced you. I grew up in rural PEI. I've got a big family. My mom's one of 13 and I've got three sisters and my grandparents owned a farm. So a really, really beautiful childhood surrounded by lots of little cousins and it's definitely a really, really special upbringing. Was your dad a farmer? No, my dad actually uh, is a baker by trade. There's a Sobeys in Charlottetown that he he ran their bakery for many years and now he actually works for Loblaws in their baking space. Did you ever tag along with him when he was out baking? He used to actually take me into the Sobeys bakery after hours. I remember just being, you know, probably six or seven years old, like sitting on the counter with like big mixers and all the big bins and, and I would just eat chocolate chip cookies and hang out with him there. You know, a core theme that's running through these podcasts, Ernesto, Joe O'Brien, and many others, is childhood matters. So many times people have taken their children or invited their children into their world, and not just to experience what they do, but to, to see the experiences of somebody doing a good job or creating something that was special or dealing with customers. And it's so interesting how those early years, those formative years, translated this desire and spirit to be more entrepreneurial. So you came out of university and you weren't thinking entrepreneurship or baking. You were going into the whole public sector. What was that all about? I came uh, here to Halifax to, to go to Dalhousie University and take environmental sciences and then got a great gig right out of university with the city of, of Halifax doing recycling education. Essentially, I was teaching businesses how to recycle and compost, which was a pretty cool job for a 23, 24-year-old at the time. But you don't stay in the public sector. What makes you go from that guaranteed job for life to thinking entrepreneurial was a better fit? I graduated thinking I was going to come out and change the world, right? And I got this job and I was going to be able to talk to so many people and just make huge impacts every day. And that wasn't actually really how things transpired. Uh, it was it was a different experience than what I was hoping for. At the end of the day, it just wasn't really stoking the fire and giving me any creative outlet. That was where the, the entrepreneurial bug bit me pretty hard. I started Made With Local with a friend in 2012. We were gym buddies and knew then a lot of the you know, really just delicious, better for you stuff wasn't really on the market yet. And and so we were bringing these snacks to the farmer's market. And very early on, I thought, oh, my God, this is so fun. Yeah, I haven't really looked back. <laughs> so when you're selling at a farmer's market and they can see the energy and the smile and the, the craftsman behind the product, it's quite easy to get a story out, talk about your ingredients and stuff. But... You moved away from the farm, decided that you're going to try to make your destiny come to life at retail, and you're not at retail with it. That product sits on the shelf. It's, it's drowning in a sea of so many Me Too products. 
What gave you the belief that your product could sell without you being part of it? We built up a really strong following here on the East Coast in those early days. So from the farmer's market into independent health food stores, cafes, very gradual growth and and really rich um, depth-focused growth, right? That bridge into, into mass grocery happened in 2016 for us when we started selling our real food bars into Sobeys Atlantic. Our community that we had built out here, our social media following, and those those early farmers market customers were thrilled for us because it was just you know a really incredible story where we started at this little five foot farmers market table and now we're in dozens of grocery stores throughout the regions. Can often be lonely being an entrepreneur, and I find many seek to have either mentors or join organizations so that they can share openly and honestly. Has that worked for you? One of the most powerful things that's ever happened to my company was becoming part of the CEO network. It's an organization that is powered by radical generosity of female activators who contribute uh, financing to rising businesses. And of the most impactful people within that network is somebody named Vicki Saunders. She's the founder of CEO and she's just such a visionary and, and is literally just on this earth to break up existing systems and I I have her at my fingertips and that is just such an incredible thing like I can just text her and call her anytime and she's immediately there with you she's fully present and just ready to take action one of the things that I really felt was important about your story is this concept of sustainable manufacturing in 2014 I became pregnant with my daughter and at this point we had been at the farmer's market for a couple of years and knew that something had to give and I needed help and the help needed to be somebody to manufacture the product for us. So we were connected with this incredible social enterprise here in Nova Scotia uh, called the Flower Cart Group. And it's an organization that employs folks with barriers to the mainstream workforce in this baking program. So I went down and trained their little team on how to make our real food bars. And in those early days of of training them with the intention of them becoming a co-packer, I just had this epic aha moment where I realized the incredible impact that this model could have and, um, and realized there was nothing else like it out there. You know, we were sourcing ingredients directly from farmers and food producers in the area bringing them the social enterprise bakeries and creating this incredibly unique product that has a story and a true traceable impact that is, uh, is, is super unique. You're made with local. You decide that you're doing really well in Eastern Canada, but your appetite is to expand. You want to take the same principles to Central Canada. Does it work for you? Absolutely. Yes, it was incredible. So we expanded outside of Atlantic Canada in 2018 with Sobeys Ontario. Um, We were also doing private label with Farm Boy, which is something that's super exciting. And then also uh, exploring expansion with our Loblaws partnerships and, and lots of independence. And we really decided to approach our expansion in Ontario in a grassroots way, right? We didn't hire some big, huge agency to come out guns blazing with some big marketing strategy. We went right to the ground level and started working with little independent health food stores, Instagram influencers that were really values aligned, other social enterprises, and just started working from the ground up. And it's, it's, it's a slower 
process for sure, but those relationships that we formed now several years ago are some of the biggest champions for our brand. And it's and we're now again replicating that exact same journey and in Western Canada. It's just really rich and it's the way that we know we're going to reach the people who really, really care about um, what we're doing and the impact we're having on their communities. I want you to replay the tape and listen to what you just heard. We went right to the ground level and started working with little independent health food stores, Instagram influencers that were really values aligned, other social enterprises, and just started working from the ground up. Here's an entrepreneur going up against some of the biggest food companies in the world. And instead of trying to play by their strategies and tactics, they change the rules of the game. They go local. They ignore the big stores at the beginning. They get influencers in smaller stores to validate their brand. So the consumer is buying beyond their immediate gratification. We're seeing a real change. They want product that's good for them, good for the planet. But there's a lot of people competing in that space. What do you do to make sure people know what's behind your product and not just the ingredients, but how it's manufactured? We know that our story is so important in the sea of literally hundreds of of bar skews that you're seeing or even thousands of of portable snack foods that you're seeing in grocery stores right now. And being able to have somebody in that store um, in your community who's a champion for us and is, is telling their neighbor or telling their coworker like, hey, did you guys know that these guys are from Nova Scotia and all their bars are handmade? And oh, yeah, they actually use, you know, this fair trade chocolate that we have in store, too, or these cranberries that we know are from this awesome local farmer. And it's just, you know, people love talking about our brand because it's it's fun. It feels good. Um, but you know, behind the scenes, we're more than just fun and feels good. There is real, traceable, tangible impact to the work that we're doing. And we proved that last year by receiving our B Corp certification. So that's something that we're incredibly proud of. We're definitely one of the the only snack foods companies in, in Canada to have uh, B Corp certification. There's meat on the bones to our story and to our claims. This is a roadmap for us for the future to govern decisions that we make about how to continue to grow this business in the most sustainable and impactful way possible. You know, a lot of companies claim to have a North Star. Often it's a mission statement or a vision statement that they put on a plaque. What I'm hearing now is a company that makes the effort to be certified at the highest possible standard and then uses that as a way to guide their strategy. That is smart entrepreneurship. So what happens to your business when COVID turns up? Well, it hit us like a ton of bricks. <laughs> um, we were just about to ramp up for another big push into our 850 grocery stores that we're in. And on March 13th, the province of Nova Scotia actually specifically mandated that all social enterprises had to close down immediately. With very little notice, we were completely robbed of any production capacity. And that was terrifying. So what did you do? Within um, about three and a half weeks, we were able to start slowly doing production again with the caveat that we were able to rent our production kitchen, but not 
engage any of their staff. So my husband and I <laughs> were traveling down and baking bars ourselves and our employee, Christine, who as our director of sales, she was traveling down and doing packaging. And it was just crazy to be perfectly honest. We've got like, we have two little kids and we were trying to, to trade back and forth days where my husband would drive down and bake and I would go down the next day and package. And it was just a fully all hands on deck uh, moment where you know, our sleeves were rolled up and we were back in the kitchen. This is what success is about. My husband and I baked, the director of sales packaged. We did what we had to do to make things happen. Because of COVID and, and how it threw us for an absolute loop, we needed to hustle and uh, really expedite a product that we had been working on for quite some time. And we, we launched our newest product, our granola bar mix in warp speed. So. It's a super cool product. It's a like a cake mix, but for granola bars that allows customers to make our real food bars at home in their kitchen when we couldn't do that for them. This is the kind of insights and initiative that once again, if I could just bottle and give to everybody in Canada, we would be an economy that has such great promise. Sheena, I have the perfect experts for you. Andrew Black runs a fund called Brand Project. He knows how to scale entrepreneurs beyond even your wildest imagination. Bobby Sani is going to help you tap into that multicultural market. And Kelly Sorrell is going to make sure your capital keeps pace with your ambition. We'll be right back. I must give a huge shout out to RBC for sponsoring my podcast, Chatter That Matters, and the Small Business Matters series. I'm a big fan of RBC. Not just because they're one of the world's best run and most respected banks. It's because of what they do to help small business owners every day across Canada. For example, they just released a new small business report titled Small Business Big Pivot that has great findings and five recommendations on how to grow your business. To access it, go to rbc.com forward slash small business pivot. On behalf of small business owners, a big thank you. Now let's get back to see what our experts have to say. Sheena, this is one of the favorite parts of my podcast when I bring the expert's advice to you. Andrew Black is one of the most successful leaders I've ever met. He's run major corporations, built Virgin Mobile for Richard Branson, and today he runs Brand Project, a fund that invests intellectual and financial capital in entrepreneurial-led businesses. First thing I asked Andrew is how hard is it to be a successful entrepreneur? Starting a business is really difficult. Amazon would tell you that. Steve Jobs would tell you that. Starting a business is incredibly, incredibly hard work. You need to uh, have a lot of grit and you need to not only just have a good idea, but you have to dig deep. What's more important, a big idea or talent and heart? I would say that you could have an okay idea and uh, a talented founder and you're going to get way further. Does Sheena have what it takes? What Sheena has done has been uh, really impressive. She's really got a a strong uh, work ethic. In what way? She's got incredible values and principles that guide her. She uh, uh, has grown up with the mentorship of her father. Uh, Made Local is uh, a business that started the right way and started with such passion from an entrepreneur that cared so deeply. And I think it's just a very interesting story. Sheena's investing a lot of time and effort in sustainability, being good for the planet, being good for the employees. Can she get a consumer return on that investment? 
I think it's good for business, but I think that it's only good for business if consumers that fall in love with their brand care about it. And if uh, she's able to communicate that, there's no debate that uh, consumers today are looking for brands that are socially good, that are doing the right thing. And if they have a choice between two brands, they'll buy the one that is on the right side of that. A lot of companies you invest in have chosen an omni-channel approach, build in retail, but also sell direct to the consumer. Do you recommend this for Sheena? We have a number of other businesses that are similar that sell in grocery convenience and and mass and also sell online. And I think it's the combination of having multi-channels that actually helps build your business in the long term. Is it hard to do? It's one thing to make it available on our site. It's another thing to direct market and you know email market and all of those things that will go with it. Any final advice for Sheena? There's literally hundreds of competitors in this space. And I think she just needs to continue to persevere in retail. And I think she needs to do uh, more and more sampling once COVID allows her to do that. And I think building community and getting more retail distribution and working social media and all of those things as well. So what did you think of Andrew's comments? I, I thought it was really exciting because it shows that we're on the right path. We absolutely are cognizant of how competitive the industry is for us, but we, uh, we're we feeling really positive, and, and I really appreciate Andrew's input. Kelly Sorio is the Regional Vice President for RBC. Kelly, welcome back to the podcast. The segment you did with Joe O'Brien and his boat tour company on Newfoundland remains one of our most popular. In fact, it's in the top 20% of podcasts globally. So I hope you bring the same magic to this episode. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. So Kelly, what did you think about Sheena and her business? I love what she's doing. It resonates with me. I love food. I love nutrition. I love sustainability. Um, all I ever wanted to be growing up was a chef. And um, and so, you know, when, when I hear stories about people um, bringing, you know, great food, great nutrition in a sustainable way, uh, my instinct is to say more, more, more. My one concern is Sheena's ambitious. She's going after new markets. She's replicating her social enterprise model. Is there a danger she's moving too fast? It's a great question. Um, and one that I think every business owner needs to be thinking about on an ongoing basis. Where should Sheena focus on the financial side? Clearly working capital and cash flow constraints. You need to understand what they mean. And the way you do that is by building forecasts. So how does an entrepreneur do that? You work with accountants, you work with your bankers, uh, you work with your financial team and gain clarity around understanding not only the opportunities, but also some of the risks. What did you think when you heard that Sheena achieved B Corp certification? What this means to us as a banker is that it reflects incredibly well on the management team, on their ability to operate in a increasingly complex manufacturing business world. Any final message for Kelly? First and foremost, congratulations. It is a big deal. We know from our clients that obtaining these certifications is an arduous process. It takes a lot of time, a lot of commitment, but you know, clearly it's reflective of a best-in-class company. What's your thoughts on what Kelly had to say? Yeah, I thought it was uh, amazing for Kelly to to chime in on those those different pieces of our our business and 
again, I feel really positive about her feedback because it shows that the systems and processes that we've been spending so much time and energy behind the scenes building here in the last couple of years, preparing ourselves for these large grocery launches are the right way to go about this. So that that feels uh, that feels pretty awesome. Shana, you're building a incredibly loyal customer base. And one of the wonderful things about Canada is our diversity, multicultural. So I reached out to Bobby Sani, who runs an agency called Ethnicity Matters. I asked him, what would it take for you to tap into that incredible marketplace? One of the keys that really all businesses, all marketers, all entrepreneurs need to understand is that as the face of this country uh, changes, business leaders need to understand those preferences and, and what it means to our products, our services. What's the number one thing you advise anyone hoping to get into that market? One of the frameworks that we often talk about is that there is diversity within diversity. So we can't necessarily assume that even within the immigrant communities, the ethnic communities, that it, it's, it's homogeneous. So what advice can you offer Sheena? Three things that Sheena could look at doing is you've got to stay true to your business. So she, she obviously has her vision um, and she knows herself pretty well. And, and as, a, as a marketer or as an advertiser, you want to you know, scream at the top of your lungs and, and make sure that everybody is hearing your message. But also as a, uh, a smart entrepreneur, you need to listen to customers as well. In what way? You know, what are the needs of those, uh, the ethnic communities? What are the needs of the immigrant communities? And really look for that inter intersection. You know, if I was to draw a Venn diagram right now, it, it's really what does Sheena and her business want to talk about? What do the ethnic and immigrant communities uh, care about? And really what's the, the intersection? What are you looking for? We're looking for points of relevancy. And then what? There's a myriad of levers that could really be pulled. Such as? It could be a straight communications play where the business is speaking to the ethnic communities, immigrant communities with images, style and language that is appropriate to them. What else? Ethnic media, uh, ethnic uh, events and associations. Speaking of what else? Anything else? Looking at the ingredients that she's using. Um, you know, are they catering to the, the dietary needs, as an example, uh, of different ethnic communities? We know that um, individuals that, that practice different uh, various religions will have very strict guidelines into what they can and cannot consume. So um, has she taken the time to, to recognize uh, that as well? And, and also in, in terms of looking at, at the production and, and really who makes her, her products. Bobby made some exceptional points. Yeah, thank you so much, Bobby, for weighing in. I, I took away some um, really, uh, really fun ideas. And it's also made me think more about showcasing uh, this new production facility that we're looking to scale up in Ontario and, and the incredible employment programs that they have that welcome in largely newcomers to Canada. That's going to be um, a really amazing story to share with our, with our customers when the time comes. Gina, I title every podcast. The one I've given yours is Made with Local, Can She Go Global? I Hope So. Everyone that's got the B Corp accreditation that you fought for and earned is showing the world that capitalism has a conscience. You're telling the world that profit and purpose can go hand in hand. That you can source locally and not only get to know the farmers, but also help them sell their products. That you can work with a workforce that 
might have a barrier to traditional society, but bring them in, not as charity, but as part of your culture. And even when you went into Ontario, the second most competitive marketplace in the world, you didn't compromise once on your values because they matter to you. And you know what? They matter to all of us. Gina Russell, it's been an honor to have you on my podcast, and I can't wait to see Made With Local go global. To find details on how RBC supports its business clients, visit rbc.com slash business. You've been listening to Chatter That Matters with Tony Chapman. If you haven't already done so, subscribe to the show wherever you get your podcasts. You can connect with Tony on Twitter at Tony Chapman, through LinkedIn at Tony Chapman Reactions, or visit his website, TonyChapmanReactions.com. Chatter That Matters is produced by Tony Chapman Reactions and Eye Contact Productions.